If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's completely free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to Strictly Sports with Steve. I'm Jacob. We're doing our East preview today for the AL and NL East. Uh, Like we said in the other two, we're not going to talk about the bad teams. So Orioles, we're not talking about you. Marlins, get out of here. We're not talking about what? Are you kidding me? We're not. We're not covering the Marlins and the Orioles. (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry, hey Zach Weinenberger, if you're listening, I'm very sorry. CJ, I'm sorry. We're we're just not doing it today. We're not doing it. (laughs) Brian Andrew, hey. We've got to talk about the draft a little bit now because I'm sure they'll listen to this one. They were fighting over Brian Anderson last night in the fantasy draft. Are you kidding me? Yeah, jeez, man. <laughs> you're, you're fighting over that talent? Yeah, fantasy baseball. If you're if that's the concern there, then uh, we got some, we're got some. we in trouble. We're in trouble here. So uh, real quick, we'll, we'll go over the fantasy league really, you know, in five minutes here. Uh, not to, you know, bore people, but me and Steve are in a fantasy league with uh, – Zach Weinenberger, he's on the uh, nerd pod that I do. He also uh, has his own sports show as well, uh, editor of the UP. Uh, he does a bunch of sports articles, sports shows. He's great. And, uh, you know, we all, CJ Uri, our co hosts on the other shows, you know, he's anti baseball. He's never going to come on this shit. So, uh, you know, he's a Marlins fan as well, but he wasn't in the draft. Uh, we had Jensen in there, Brewers fan, uh, Colby Guy, John, big Mets fan. So they'll listen to this one too. Um, I purposely took Nick Anderson away from you. knew that would piss you off. And I took J.D. Davis away from John. He was waiting for J.D. Davis. So that, that was fun for me. It made my night. But uh, we'll, we'll look at the, uh, the league here. So uh, there's two teams here. I'm not going to talk about them. I think they're kind of behind in the fantasy. Steve, you lucked out because you missed the first four rounds. You had poor connection. I'm at and, a country club and I can't, I can't get a damn, I can't get service. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, and then you got, you're like, I got a Cunha. I'm like, okay, I'll take it. That's fine. As long as I got there. Yeah. I mean, you got, they auto picked you Acuna, uh, JD. I think they auto picked Donaldson for you. Who's your MVP pick. So you got to be up with that. I picked Donaldson. They, oh, they, uh, okay. story, story and Baez were the auto picks for me. Yeah. So, story. Yeah. Yeah, MLB Network had story as the best shortstop in baseball, so you you lucked out, but you didn't you weren't able to get the big starting pitchers. But Paddock, Glasnow, Odorizzi, it's not bad. You know, Yarborough, Orias are going to get you innings. Britain's not bad on the pen, so pitching you can you can go with that when you have all the bats that you do. I mean, you have Lemayhew, Rizzo, Contreras, Eduardo Escobar too. I mean, Starling Marte, Loriano, Nelson Cruz, your lineup's going to carry you. Yeah, I, I mean, I like it a lot. I, as when I joined the draft and I was halfway through getting auto picked, I'm like, Duh, bro, really? I, I'm I'm pissed. But then I looked at it, I'm like, oh, make the most of it and rolled the dice on the, on Batances here. Hope talk about a guy we we haven't talked about yet, but he who knows that could be a good reliever for the Mets. Hopefully, he has a bounce back year after being injured. But I mean, your team's I mean, you have Grendel. Tatis, I'd said he's going to be one of the guys. He's going to be a, a, a playmaker for years to come, staying healthy. Trout, Stanton. Trout, obviously, going to be the best player in baseball to ever live, hands down. He's going to be the best player in baseball again this year, by the way. 
John Carlos Stanton looks like a new human being. He's going to pop who's, up. He's going to yeah, pop up. Don't know who's playing in his body right now, but he's after the first two scrimmages or uh, inter squad, not inter squad, spring training games the last two nights. He's looked lights out, hitting the ball hard. It's going to be a tough out in that Yankees lineup, but yeah, I mean your team's going to be one to reckon with. Blake Snell, Bueller, you got Nick Anderson. I was pissed about Stop. that. I, Strasburg, I mean, good lord, uh, and Soraka, Bumgarner. I mean, your pitching, your starting pitching is just absolutely lights out. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to brag, but I mean, it, it is pretty fucking good. I mean, you know, I look down, I, I have Grandal, best rated catcher, Olsen, top five first baseman. I have Cattell Marte, best second baseman. McNeil, one of the best pure hitters. Tatis is stud. Take, took the chance on Lux. I also have Carter Keboom, whom I'm high on. Moncada, top five third baseman. Trout's a god. Stanton's going to pop off. J.D. Davis, really good. Peters, Jock Peterson, power. Hunter Dozier, really underrated. I have him, too. And uh, and Duhar, who I also think is going to pop off. He hit two home runs off Cole in Intra Squad, and there's like a cult of Yankee fans who are like, "Oh, you know, and Duhar can't throw the ball at third base." I'm like, "Who gives a fuck? He hit 30 and 100 and 300 in his rookie year, set the fucking rookie double record for the Yankees. Who the fuck cares?" Yeah, no, I was watching the other night, and he he looks smooth, like. He's going to critique his the, – the defense is going to come along. Who cares? Okay, he has a couple – few errors here. But if he's not if he's knocking 30, 35 homers for me, for my team, if he's in the Rays and he's hitting 112 RBIs upwards of that, I mean, come on. That's You're, you're talking about you're in the category of like the Acunas, the Sotos. You're, you're in that realm, and no one talks about it. Yeah, he's not – yeah, it might not be pristine looking over at third base, but Jesus. He looks like, better in left field, honestly. Yeah, exactly. So you can move him around. But you don't see many guys that are hitting 30-plus and 100 RBIs anymore. It's just a hard stat to come by, and those are the elite players. And the Yankees fans get spoiled because half the team is on that level. Stanton, Judge, you know, go down the list. LeMahieu. So we can't rave enough about him, so... Yeah, and no, I'll just do my quick uh, predictions here for the Fantasy League. In my side, the East, um, I'm going to win. And then I think Zach is going to be second. He's, he's going to be close to me. i got to admit, you know, Zach's got uh, Jose Abreu, Altuve, Arenado, Bogarts, Mookie Betts. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's good. He's got Shane Bieber, Charlie Morton, Bauer. Yeah, I mean, you know, Zach's got a good team. I think John will be close, but he doesn't have as much star power. And then on your side, I think you're going to be battling with Colby, to be honest with you. I mean, Colby had a good draft. Yes. Uh, he's not mad at me in the middle because I literally picked his two cued players, two picks in a row. He was so pissed off. So I, I love doing that, too. And I think Jensen, Jensen's going to be right in there at three. Uh, he, he'll be close with Colby. Uh, but the problem with Jensen, I think his pitching just yeah, – actually, not pitching. It was his offense that I don't think has enough because he's got – He's got Machado, Semyon, Yelich, Springer, but I think power. What your your offense is? Everyone can hit on your offense, so you've, you're loaded there. And Colby too. So yeah, I think that's how it's going to play out in there. But we'll it's see. Gonna it's going to be fun. I mean, everyone's team's pretty much not even, but there's some some guys got more you know star power. But it's going to be a it's going to be a fun league. And I haven't played fantasy baseball in in years, so it's going to be fun. Everyone's got a pretty good chance and shot at winning it. So. 
Yeah, I think we're putting some money. I think ten or twenty on it. I, I'll, I mean, I'm gonna win like a bunch of money from this, so I let's can't wait. Let's go twenty, twenty bucks. Let's roll. It's high rollers out here, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm fucking confident, man. I had a good draft. I mean, I, I was pissed initially. I got the number one pick, but then I realized, oh, you get two picks in a row every time after that. Yep. So that, that, I mean, it's kind of unfair in a way, to be honest with you, because if I didn't have two picks in a row, I wouldn't have had this team. Because with my second picks, I went. Strasburg Bueller, I was like, I'm getting them right now because, yeah. you know, you have to get the top guys right away before they're gone. So, yeah, we'll see. But let's get into the uh, the real baseball now. So we'll start with the NL East. Uh, th- this is I've gone back and forth basically every time I think about it. So sadly, you know, the Braves, I didn't have them winning the division when I heard about them getting Puig. But Puig just got COVID and they're not going to sign him anymore. That puts a wrench into my thoughts about them. Kind of a shitty thing to do if, if you're the Braves because why don't you just wait two weeks? Marcakis opted out. He would have been perfect right there in right field hitting bombs out of the five hole. But I look at that Braves lineup, it kind of ends at one through four for me. I mean, uh, so that you, so one through so at, who's your fourth? Is Albie's your fourth guy? On the, on I, have it, I have it Albies, Acuna, Freeman, Ozuna. That's how I think they're going to do it. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with you. Um, there's some question marks throughout that lineup. You know, can Travis Darno be the guy that he was in Tampa when he caught fire? People forget that, you know, he struggled mightily with the Mets before he came over to Tampa. He was batting, I think, a buck 20 or something like that, something closer there. And then he came to Tampa and was just lightning. I think the approach changed. So, if he can be that guy where he's hitting 12 homers and 50 RBIs, then, yeah, you have a great catcher at, at the nine spot. And then I look at Dansby Swanson, 17 homers, 65 RBIs. Would like to see his weight of runs created plus go up. Um, not, you know, He's above league average, but – no, below league average, I'm sorry, uh, by eight points. But get that up. And Austin Riley – can he translate to the big league level? So there's some question marks at six, seven, eight, and nine. Can they can they translate? Can they produce? If you get a couple of those guys to click, then this team is right where they left off last year. Darno gets back. Um, I'd like to see Swanson elevate his game just a little bit, and then they be they'll be set. But I think the pitching right here will will really help this team get to where they want to be. If it, if it goes hand in hand with the offense. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, I just think that Marcakis loss is huge because, yeah. you know, I mean, even though he's not amazing, he's still, you know, 285, gets on base. Uh, I'm just adjusting the lineup here on our dock because it had Marcakis at DH. But, I mean, I think, you know, DH-wise, they'll probably end up just DHing Ozuna because he's probably the worst defensive outfielder they have. And then they'll probably put, I'm thinking Adam Duvall in left field, um, you know, better against lefties than he is against righties, but they just don't have any better options. I, I, I wouldn't DH flowers because, you know, you need that catcher on the bench and double switching is a pain in the ass. So I, I think what's really going to carry them is their pitching because, you know, you look at, and by the way, you know, we talk about the Padres having a good staff with a good pen and those superstars can carry you. It's the same dynamic with the Braves because, you know, Freeman, Acuna, Albies is a great three trio of superstars. And Soroka, Freed, Hamels, Fultonevich, Newcomb is a good five. Now, Felix Hernandez opted out, so he's not going to pitch. But that five is pretty good. 
And you look at that pen, Mark Melanson, Shane Green, Will Smith. He's on the IL, but he's a top 10 reliever. Luke Jackson, uh, Chris Martin, Darren O'Day, underhand. Uh, they've got, you know, they've got a pen. They've got a rotation. So a lot like the Padres, a lot needs to kind of go right for them. Yeah, <clears throat> I would say more for the the pitching side has to go well for the Braves more than hitting. I think the hitting has been consistent the last couple of years. They have enough star power to score enough runs early in that lineup, and then you need some pieces later on. Pitching to me, Soraka, solid, solid ace. Uh, you look at Hamels, uh, uh, Fulinowitz. I mean, those two guys. I, Hamels is older. Obviously, and yeah. can he can he be the guy when he was young in his, in his prime and piece you together some wins and and just have some solid starts? Yeah, and then in Newcomb at five. So this pitching staff, if everything goes according to plan, stay on track. Yes, they'll be a playoff team. Of course, this offense is too good to hold them down early in the lineup. Those two together. They just they'll win at least 32, 33 games. I think if if the if the pitching stays where it needs to be, and they're gonna have some have things some things go right for them, of course. And injuries you can't you have to stay healthy, of course. And if they do that, they'll be they'll be right on track. I think they're they're a little bit ahead of the Mets in the in the fact that they have some offense and they have a little bit better pitching than the Mets as of right now. Yeah, I mean, if the if the Mets had Syndergaard, they would have been there for me with pitching. But yeah, I mean, you go Degrom, Stroman, and then everyone else. The three, four, five are questions, and you know, the bullpen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he was bad last year, but he won a Cy Young in what was it, eighteen or seventeen? So uh, it, it could be it, it's either or with him. Yeah, watching him the other night too, his command just didn't look. It was the it was Saturday night. He just didn't look there. His I don't know. Obviously, it's first game, but it it the ball didn't have zip on it, and he was just a little off on his command. The strike zone was was kind of all over the place. But this met like going back to the Braves here though. You know the Pens obviously it's a, it's a strong suit for them as well. If they can get some good back end help, get your pitchers to get you five six innings, and your head in the game, you could shut the door with this pen as well. Yeah, and, and the Phillies, too. I was watching uh, John Boy the other day talking baseball, and they did uh, an East Region preview. Uh, they were really high on the Phillies. I'm not so much. Uh, Trevor Plouffe had the Phillies. I don't know if he had them winning the division, but he had them making the playoffs, uh, and they have them better than the Mets. So, I, I, you know, I like the Phillies. They're good. But Nola Wheeler, it's the same with the Mets. After that, it kind of drops off, and... Yeah, I look at that lineup. Bryce Harper's great, but a little overrated. I mean, it, that's a bold take, but I mean, the guy hits 250. He's not what he was as an MVP. I think he can back. He's like Machado. He can get back there. I think first year of a contract, all that stuff. You know, maybe that played a part, but you know, they have Harper. Real Muto's really good. Um, they have Reese Hoskins. He hits bombs. Didi Gregorius, new addition at shortstop. Uh, I'm a little on the fence with him. With the Tommy John, he came back, struggled a little bit. Um, but I, I love Didi. I'm rooting the best for him. He's one of the brightest guys in baseball, best personalities. Um, you know, you have Andrew McCutcheon. Don't forget about him. Uh, Gene Segura, nice contact hitter. So they do have a good lineup. And with Joe Girardi in there, he's known for bullpen management. That's his thing. So even though they don't have the best bullpen, he knows how to use a bullpen. So I, I can see where people are saying the Phillies can make a run here in a short season. I, I just don't see it personally. 
Yeah, I, I like I like the way they're going, the trends that that, that they have there in Philly. Uh, Gregorius there, Harper, who has his moments where he can be the guy and he can he can carry. He he doesn't let the moment get to him, but half the time you you think you know he kind of goes ghost a little bit. But they have Girardi in there. Uh, I like him as a manager. I liked him with uh, New York and. Yeah, I just like I said, I just don't see it this year. The pitching, I just don't think they have a good enough pitching staff to to really to really get it done. To be honest, and, and hang around with the, with the Mets, I'm not with the Mets, the uh, the Braves and the Nationals, and then obviously you're going up against the AL East. You're going up against the Yankees and the Rays, and even Toronto. Even they they can play a hot hand, like I've been saying. I just don't think in this season they're going to be able to to keep up with the star power in in both divisions. So. If not this year, have a good year, 500, 30 and 30, maybe get above 500, win 31, 32 games. Uh, it'd be a great year for him and then pick up in the next year. So I, I just don't see it this year with, with the lack of pitching and, uh, and the offense is kind of up and down. So, you know, we'll see with the Phillies. They could surprise us. Who knows? We, we don't know how the season's going to take a turn. But as of right now, I, I have them in, in, in fourth place behind the Mets and it's going to be a 500 year for them. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think two through four in that division, they're all going to be, it's going to be so close. I mean, probably a game apart, each of them, if not tied. Um, I, I just think everyone is sleeping on the Washington Nationals. I, they lost Rendon, I get it. Great hitter. But Carter Keyboom, he's going to replace him at third base. Really high on this kid in the minor leagues. Uh, 388 Woba, 123 weighted drunk created plus. 16 homers, 79 RBIs in 109 games. Came up to the big league, struggled, but a lot of rookies do that, and it was really limited time, so I'm not going to judge it. Um, but I think the DH, more than anything, really helps this Nationals team because now what I think they can do is they can DH as Drupal Cabrera, play Howie Kendrick full-time at second base against righties, but then when the lefties come in, you move Kendrick over to first base, you sit Eric Thames because he doesn't hit lefties that well, and then you put Starlin Castro at second base, you know, you can really move these guys around, keeping a full right-handed lineup almost against lefties that they couldn't do that before. So I think lineup flexibility is a good thing for them. Uh, I don't think Starlin Castro is going to start. I respect the hell out of the fact that he played 162 last year, but he has a 300 on base. Uh, you, that's not acceptable at all. You, you can't do that in the big leagues. That's why I think they're mainly going to use him as a platoon guy, sit Thames against lefties, put Kendrick at first, Castro at second. Um, so mainly, though, what, what's going to – and by the way, Juan Soto, amazing player. Trey Turner, great player. Although if you look at Turner and Thames, they have the exact same WOBA and weighted run created plus, which is kind of hard to believe. Um, but I think Turner's just a better player than Thames, obviously. Um, so we'll see. But you look at that rotation, that is what is going to carry them. By far the best rotation, not just in the NL East. I think it's better than anyone in the AL East, too. Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin is the best three, arguably, in baseball. That's going to carry them. And they were able to keep Daniel Hudson in the bullpen. They kept Sean Doolittle. They signed Will Harris, adding someone. Tanner Rainey, very good player in the bullpen out there. Uh, so I look at the Nationals, clear favorites for me in the NL East. Yeah, the pitching staff to me is uh, is what gets it done, and they're going to be a hard one to knock off their horse. And they're the defending champions, and you're you're not going to walk into the season, you know, pushing these guys around at all. I mean, Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin, Anibal Sanchez, who I've I've liked for a while as well. Yeah, 
really, really kind of slept on. And, and, and really, he goes out there and has quality starts you know, for the most part. Um, get, he doesn't go out there and embarrass you, I can tell you that. And so one through four, you, you got really <laughs> – one through three, it's just lights out, uh, hands down. In a playoff series, like we said, that's why I, I you're, you're not going to – they're going to make the playoffs. And to beat them, it's going to be tough because you have Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin. One, that's one, two, and three games right there. In a five-game set, they could sweep you in three games with those three guys. They can just go out there and dominate. You're going to really have to steal one and, and extend the series if you're going to want to have any success against these three, these three guys. So – now, going back to their their uh, starting lineup, Juan Soto, for how young he is, I, I've said it. He's like Acuna. Just the talent there, it, it's on his approach to the plate is just you'd never see a bat at bat. Tough out. It doesn't have a hole in his swing. Adam Eaton, Trey Turner, Thames, uh, Keyboom, I like a lot as well. Um, played 109 games at AAA level, 16 homers, 79 RBIs. He's going to be a, a, a great. Uh, Great guy to have at the third base uh, corner there, and I mean, how to me, he could be the next Rendon. Exactly. So you're, who knows? You may not be missing a whole lot there. Obviously, losing Rendon, you don't, you, you didn't want to see him like walk out the door, but he could replace him really well, and we could see how it translates there at third base. And Howie Kendrick still chucking along. He, he was a, a force last year in the in the playoffs. He really won that title for the Nationals, having that big homer against the Dodgers and. Even against the Astros in Game 7, he just the moment found him, and he was their, their saving grace. And Kurt Suzuki behind the dish and Cabrera at DH, I like that. Him slotting in there, it's going to help that lineup a whole lot, um, get some offensive production. And you could even move Cabrera if he's not there at, uh, at short, move him in the DH spot every now and then and, 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 and mix some things around. So this Washington team can – can really move move around with their offense, and obviously your pitching staff is going to be set up for the whole season if no injuries um, plague this team. But they're they're set and ready to make a run of the run. Yeah, and not to mention even you know Victor Robles, he struggled at the big league level a little bit, but he's been a big prospect for them. He just hasn't panned out yet at the big league level. Who knows? Maybe he steps up and and, and steps up as that you know maybe Keyboom and and Robles together make up for that loss. And Thames, too, because Thames has power. They make up just combined those three together, the loss of Rendon. And I think they made the right decision, too, on who they signed because Scherzer's 35 now. His contract's going to be over soon. You need that ace to replace him when he leaves. So I think Strasburg was the perfect guy for that. Uh, you know, Seven-year contract, well-deserved. Um, 3.32 ERA last year, 10.8 Ks per nine. Just a phenomenal pitcher. Um, so now we move on to the AL East. This is our division. You're a Rays fan. I'm a Yankee fan. Um, so we'll, we'll look at it here. Now, I know that the Red Sox have a fantastic lineup. They really do. One through five, it's great. Although I'm not that high. You know, Devers had a great year last year, but I, I don't know if he's going to do that again. Um, so let me just scroll up to the dock at the top here. Um, but yeah, I just don't see the Red Sox, especially because Chris sails on the I.L., Colin McHugh just opted out. They lost David Price. Their rotation is, I mean, it's it's Baltimore Orioles level, uh, to be honest with you. And their pen isn't even that great. Two good relievers. Other than that, it's not great. Yeah, you got Eduardo Rodriguez, Nathan Evoldi, Martin Perez. I've never heard of Ryan Weber. He was, he's 29 and... 
he had a 5.09 ERA in in 40 innings in the MLB. Was played well in the minor leagues, and then he got Brian Johnson in the fifth spot with a 6.02 ERA. Uh, losing McHugh, uh, seen that yesterday. I texted you uh, last late last night because I didn't even realize he he was he even opted out. Uh, you're not really hearing many guys out. It's kind of flying under the radar, but. Evoldi's their best guy in that rotation, and who I don't care how many runs you can score or how many runs you think you can score. It's good that you're not going to win many games with that rotation. It it's just not going to happen. You're asking way too much of your hitters, and and the bullpen too is just very iffy as well. The whole pitching staff in general. This is going to be a, a makeshift year for the Red Sox. Just kind of. And if you're going to have a bad year, this is not a year. This is a year to, to have a bad year. It's 60 games. So what? Move on. See what you're, I would bring up minor league guys from the system and, yes. and see what they got and, and plug them into the rotation um, and see what they got. Uh, but not taking away from what this offense can do, uh, that they have a stacked offensive lineup. There's some tough outs in that in that in that whole one through nine. But the pitching is just going to be their Achilles heel um, all year. Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree with you about bringing up pitchers, but looking at their prospects now, they don't even have top prospects in pitching-wise in the top 100. It's all offense with this team. And, you know, not to mention, too, that's left. That's a huge guy. I mean, he was the leader of that team. Alex Cora, with all their allegations, was fired. So now, you know, the, the whole culture change there, too. Uh, it, it's – I don't like – and by the way, Ben Benintendi – he was league average last year and the year before, basically. So Benintendi even is overrated. So, you know, Devers, again, like I said, I don't think he's going to do that again. So you're really relying on Bogarts and Martinez, who are going to produce again, and maybe Verdugo, who, you know, good young player, but just not enough to me. And when I look at the Blue Jays here and you look at their rotation, Ryu, Roark, Chase Anderson, Matt Shoemaker, Ryan Baraki. They might even put Nate Pearson in there. He's the number eight MLB prospect. They might throw him in there over Shoemaker and put him in the pen. I like that five. And, you know, those young players, the three kids, Bichette, Biggio, Guerrero Jr., then Guriel Jr., uh, the brother of Yuli Guriel, uh, the non-cheater brother, uh, and then Teoscar Hernandez, pretty good player, Travis Shaw. He was terrible last year, but year before, 32 bombs. So, you know, I don't think the Blue Jays are making the playoffs, but they're going to be more of a thorn in the side than the Red Sox will. Yeah, they're, I don't have them. I have them having a, a 500 year, um, actually. Yeah. But yeah. It, it's going to be a 500 year that's going to look a lot better than the record you know, shows. They're, they have a lot of young talent. They can, I, 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 they're with the White Sox. They could, be, they could be one of those teams that comes out of the blue and maybe can catch fire early. They have a lot of room to move around a lot of guys. Even on the bench, you have Derek Fisher, you have Billy McKinney, Drury, uh, infielder, and uh, Reese McGuire at catcher on the bench there. So you can really have fun with this lineup. Like I said, with the three kids you got there, you have you have Guerrero, Biggio, Bichette. Really fun three to really kind of move around and see what they, what they can bring to the table this year. We saw what they can do at the big league level last year, small sample size. Give me another year. On top of, you know, Guriel Jr., uh, Travis Shaw had is struggled as as of late, but you have Grichuk uh, and uh, Teoscar Hernandez had 26 bombs and 65 RBIs in 125 games. So this team really, I think, is gonna it's gonna give some teams a tough time. I mean, t- for teams like the Yankees and the Rays, 
and it, people just think the Blue Jays, oh, they're Toronto. They've been bad as of late. They're 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 trending in a great direction, and for the people got to better watch out and really give them their full attention, or they will come out and beat you two out of three games in a series. And before you know it, you look at it and you're like, well, shit, how did that happen? And it's just take you can't take this team lightly. Yeah, and uh, we'll move on to your Rays now. So Meadows has COVID. We don't know when he's coming back. That's a big problem. Uh, we're both pissed about it because you know we want as accurate of a season as possible. And, you know, the best player going down really sucks. Um, but, you know, th- the good thing is it's probably going to be at max probably a week and he'll miss the Toronto series, which with their pitching, the Rays pitching, I mean, they're going to, you know, they'll probably win that series still. Then they go to Atlanta. And, you know, one point we haven't bringed up in the other two is the, the games against the other divisions aren't going to mean as much because it's going to be more in-division records are going to impact uh, who makes the postseason more. So even if the Rays struggle a little bit against Atlanta, which they might not, I mean, that pitching could shut down that lineup. It's not the end of the world and Meadows can come back and then they can start rolling. But even without him, uh, you know, Brandon Lau, great young hitter, Yandy Diaz, you know, the thing is with these Rays hitters is it's a lot of fluke shells in there. You know, I mean, you've got Yandy Diaz coming out of nowhere, uh, you know, Sutsugo, who knows, um, you know, you have guys on the bench, Jose Martinez, Kind of plug and play. G-Man Choi as well, kind of like Yandy Diaz. Will he do it again? Um, so there's some guys in this lineup. Who knows? But if they're the same guys, that lineup is set. Yeah, I mean, it, the Rays have always been, you know, growing up, watching this team my whole life. It's it's how they've always been built. You never know what you're going to get year in, year out. You have guys like Diaz, G-Man Choi, who you... <laughs> And even Willie Adamas has had his ups and downs. He had a great postseason, really showed up there. I really like to see that. If he can be that kind of guy again this year and carry it throughout, who knows where, where, where he could be. But you know, every year you just never know what you're going to get. Brandon Lau played only 82 games last year, had that bad. He, had a, he fractured his shin bone there and had 17 homers and 51 RBIs. He plays a full slate, and who knows where he would have been. I think he would have won uh, Rookie of the Year in the AL, but – this team, it's just it's a lot of a lot of ups and downs. Kiermaier has his moments too, as well. Great outfielder, but at, at the plate, it's just it's hard to gauge. And Mike Zanino, that catcher, I, I, it, he's had great inner squads. He had three bombs in one game uh, last week. Maybe wow. has come, maybe has a comeback year. I would love to see it. He struggled mightily last year, losing Darno. Someone's got to step up. So this this lineup, uh, a lot of good things, but question marks for sure can they repeat what they did last year is my biggest concern and obviously pitching has has been a a constant for years and years in the Rays organization so that the only thing that worries me is the offense is doing the same thing and you we talked about it on the Rays pod too is even if some of these guys struggle they have replacements you know Brasso in the minors came up and raked Nate Lowe came up and raked uh Randy Arozarena they got in the Jose Martinez trade rakes in the minors so even if you know like let's say Andy Diaz just struggles call up Brasso there you go G-Man Choi if he goes back to what he was two years ago Nate Lowe he's a young kid 24 years old did really well at the big league level so they do have replacements which you know that 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 security blanket is really nice to have and they even have Jose Martinez who they did get from the Cardinals he's a yeah. first he's a first base and a DH as well and Manuel, right. Margot, and out, yeah, and Margot went out in the outfield, and 
So there's there's definitely room to work with it, which is what I like. They can tool around guys and and the Padre, they, they, them and the Padres are identical. They can flip flop a lot of players, and that's just how they're built. They don't have the payroll to to sustain superstars, and until they get Meadows back, they're gonna have to find someone to take and fill that role. Hopefully, it's not long. Once Meadows gets back, you have some you have consistent RBIs sitting there in that lineup and run production. But until then, they're gonna have to figure uh, some small things out and let the pitching take the uh, take the wheel. Where do you think Joey Wendell is gonna end up? Is he gonna play a lot? Oh yeah, I'm totally forgetting about uh, about my boy Wendell over there. Yeah. He he's more of, he's he's kind of a platoon guy. I like him at second base. Hustles. Uh, he he does has have his moments as well. So he's gonna be probably playing some partial time he can get there he can play some short too if he if someone get, it goes down but we have uh wander franco's on the on the roster as well so really he, he might see some, i think so they, they were saying he was going to be out of the 60 as a as a security blanket but he's always there as as your as your arsenal too i wouldn't want to see him personally out this year give him some more time to kind of sit back and watch the game and then next year take the wheel but yeah, I mean, Wendell's another guy in that bench, too, that they can really use for matchups and, and at their disposal. Yeah, I mean, he was a 300 hitter, I think, in 18. So, I mean, you know, he can he can certainly contribute. And then what were you saying about the rotation, how they're going to line it up week one? Yeah, so last night I was on Twitter just kind of looking at teams, uh, what was trending. And they were saying uh, Mark Topkin, one of the uh, Tampa Bay Times, he was saying that Charlie Morton obviously got the nod for uh, opening day. And then Saturday they were going to roll out Ryan Yarbrough, and then Sunday either Glasnow or Snell. They haven't decided who they want to go with yet, but whoever doesn't pitch that game is going to open up on Monday against Atlanta at home. So either Glasnow or Snell will start that Brave series, and they go two and two at they go two at home, two on the road against Atlanta to start the next week. So, and then you have Yanni Chirinos in there as well. So this this uh this rotation you can dice it up either way and throw them out against whoever, and I'm pretty confident they can uh, roll out a, a good outing. So we'll see yeah. how it shakes up. You know, Kevin Cash always has something up his sleeve, and I I never get consistency from this team. That's the one thing he he does. He keeps people guessing. He started the opener, so uh, some interesting things going to come out of this team. Hopefully, it, it's good. Yeah, I mean, you know, and even if some of those rotation guys, again, depth with the Rays, Honeywell, top 100 prospect, Brendan McKay, Jalen Beeks. Um, so they even have options there, too, if some of those guys go down. And then that pen, I mean, one of the best in baseball. Um, I stole Nick Anderson from you in the fantasy draft. Dominant closer. Um, Trevor Richards, very good, too. Um, Diego Castillo, Jose Alvarado, Colin Poche, uh, Chaz Rowe. Oliver Drake, I mean, all of them, over 10 strikeouts per nine. I mean, you, you got guys in there that can deal the whole game. Yeah, and they were even using – they used Brendan McKay in the postseason against the Astros in the yeah. uh, bullpen a little bit. So he can even be a starter for them if someone goes down or be a big – be a bridge guy in, in the middle of a game. So they have a lot at their disposal. Uh, even Drake there at the back end, he's got some sick movement. Uh it's just to me too. It's like hitting. The bullpen is just like the hitting for Tampa. It's can they be? Can they are? Can they do what they did last year? Can you repeat it? Can you back it up? And that's the problem they've had in years is they got guys who have been lights out in the pen like Castillo, and then he comes out and blows up the next year. So same thing with the hitting with the bull, bullpen and hitting. 
goes hand in hand. Can they be consistent again? Can they show up and back up and, and show they're the real deal? If they can, they'll be right there with the, with New York. Um, and that, I guess that leads us to New York and, and, and your boys over in the Bronx. I, they, that's my first place team, by the way, uh, the Yankees. Yeah. yeah, well, we'll talk about the Rays, too, and their World Series hope because Buster Olney on ESPN, he has the Rays winning the World Series. So we'll get to that in about five minutes after we uh, talk about the Yankees here. So lineup, you know, we all know, you know, you got the guys in there. LeMay, the lineup right now, uh, I originally had Hicks in the three-hole as kind of a lefty, as a switch hitter against righties to break up the righties uh, of Judge and Stanton. But I understand why they're going to put Glaber in the three-hole because he's probably the best overall player on the team just, you know, because he's the shortstop. But, you know, you have Judge, obviously, DJ LeMayhew, 327 last year. I don't think he's going to be, you know, the 327, 26 home run, 102 RBI guy. He'd never done that before, uh, especially because the two years before that, he wasn't, you know, he was below league average. Um, But I do think he's going to be around there. Uh, You have Aaron Judge. I think, you know, last night he had two home runs. He looks healthy. Glaber Torres. Stanton, I've been texting you like crazy about Stanton. What happened with him is he's been injured many times now because he's, was more focused on being a bodybuilder than he was of having a baseball body over quarantine. And this is a big thing. Eric Cressy, the new trainer that the Yankees hired, they hired him in February or January, late January. So he didn't have time to put in his training regimen for the players during the off season. So it was almost a blessing in disguise for this team because over quarantine, he got Stanton to slim down. Uh, also mechanically Stanton, his stance is less closed off. So he's getting to those inside-outside pitches a lot more easily. His swing's a lot more fluid because of his body type. I mean, his chest, I mean, it looked like his the New York jersey was about to rip off his body. That's how big his chest was. Now he looks a little thin, uh, which is good. That's what you want in a baseball player. You just need big forearms, strong legs, and Stanton has that. So, you know, I like San- uh, Hicks in the five-hole. Sanchez, you know, he needs to do better at the plate for me. 34 home runs in 106 games, that's great. But, you know, 316 on base, I don't like that. Uh, Weighted drunk created plus, I think could be better. Now, I think the real wild card for this lineup is uh, Miguel Andujar missed all of last year. You have a sect of Yankee fans that just don't like him because he can't play defense at third base, which is overblown, by the way, because as good as Gio Urshela is at defense, he still made 15 errors last year. So I I love Gio. He makes the plays that others don't. But errors are still there for him, too. And I think if he struggles coming out the gate in the regular season, he's sitting. If he starts two for 20 and Duhar's in that lineup, they're trying to find every way they can to get his bat in the lineup. If Gio struggles and Duhar's in there full time. And then you have Luke Voigt, lost 13 pounds over quarantine. Hit, he hit a home run to dead center last night. So you have him in your eight hole. And then, you know, if Gardner's in the lineup against righties, which he probably will be, you know, Voigt might hit ninth. So, you know, you have you have a deadly lineup here in New York, you know, where you're going to mix in Gardner. You also have Mike Talkman in there who they're going to have to mix around, find playing time for um, Tyler Wade in there as a backup shortstop. He's not going to really get a lot of playing time. Um, but the real big thing with this roster, like a lot like the Rays, if someone goes down, they have Mike Ford, Clint Frazier sitting in there to uh, back them up. So we talked about Frazier being clay, uh, trade bait. Uh, even on the 30 man roster, I don't even know if Frazier makes that. Because even if he makes the roster, there's six outfielders on this Yankee roster. So he's not going to have a lot of playing time. But uh, one thing, I'm going to be honest with you. Rotation-wise, I'm a little concerned. 
Cole is fantastic. He's he's fantastic. So Paxton, like I said, he's closer to Clayton Kershaw than you would think. But Tanaka got dome pieced in the head, 113 miles per hour by Stanton. He's only yeah, missing Stanton. start. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Stanton. He also hit Britain in the hand in spring training. So like, Jesus Christ, someone put a, a damn screen in front of these guys. He's just ripping what guys out there. Yeah, especially oh. with the fucking injury problems last year. Like, what are they thinking? Yeah, that's uh, need. Yeah, and, and, you know, Tanaka, who knows? I mean, concussion symptoms, he's saying he's fine. I mean, he got up right away after getting hit in the head. Everyone's calling him a tank because he literally, he just got up, went to the hospital, and he's like, nah, I'm fine. I'm missing one start. So uh, I love seeing that, but who knows? It could affect him. But I'm looking here. Jay Happ is your four starter. I, I'm not happy about that. Jordan Montgomery, I think he's underrated. By the way, he pitched last night. His velocity has gone up with the Tommy John. He used to sit around 88, 90. Now he's 92 to 95. And he has like four or five breaking pitches. <coughs> Excuse me. I think he can end up being the four starter by the end of the year. Hap slides to five. And I wish that I'm really complaining about the Yankees here. Clark Schmidt was dealing in these intra-squad games. His breaking pitches, his movement's insane. Top prospect for the Yankees is a pitcher. He's 24 already. What are they waiting for? He's going to be 25 by next year. I don't understand. This is one thing that bugs me about the Yankees, and they did this with Judge, too. Judge was 25 when he debuted. Why are they waiting until these guys are 25, 26 years old? I don't understand it. Schmidt should be in there right now, but I understand it because you got to pay half his money, and you have to give Montgomery the chance first. But in these first turns of the, of the rotation, the Yankees said they're going opener. Why not just give Schmidt one start, see what he can do at the big league level? I don't get it, uh, but we know the Yankees' pen. Uh, Chapman, though, is going to be out for the first week. He has COVID, but they still have Adovino, Canely, really underrated Canely, uh, Britton, Chad Green's great, Johnny Loisega, uh, usually a starter, but out of the pen, he throws 100 miles an hour, so he can be really the next Patances in my estimation. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, I like the Yankees, and then we touched on – we didn't really touch on the Mets uh, in terms of their lineup. You know, McNeil, Alonzo, Conforto, J.D. Davis. Uh, they can D.H. Dom Smith now, which is fantastic. I think they're going to D.H. Platoon, Dom Smith, and Cespedes against righties and lefties. Wilson Ramos, pretty good. And then that uh, pen for them, too. Dellen Batances, Edwin Diaz, Justin Wilson, uh, Robert Gazelman, Seth Lugo. They're loaded out there in that pen. They obviously need Edwin Diaz to rebound from last year because he was bad, but he's not going to be that bad again. Uh, so, you know, I think the tough thing here, I think the upper echelon, the top four, you got Yankees, Rays, Nats, and then whoever finishes in that second place in the NL East, whether that's Mets, Braves, Phillies. So let's get to these playoff predictions now. You told me about your bracket. You've got it. Let's start with that NL bracket. Who do you have making it? And just go through who's going to the World Series. All right. So, um what we've been waiting for here a little bit. So, so NL on the NL side, I got the Padres and the Braves making the wild card game uh, right here. So the Padres Ooh. are going to be. I got them at 35 wins, just finishing right behind the uh, the Dodgers. Atlanta's going to get edged out by the Nationals in the NL East. So those two will go head to head in the wild card game. I have San Diego winning that wild card game and going on to playing the Dodgers. So on the, AL, in the NLDS, we got the Dodgers and Padres, Washington and Cincinnati in that other side. Cincinnati's going to edge the Cubs. I have them edging the Cubs in that tiebreaker and that division. I have them tied at the top. 
Cincinnati's going to take it on. San Diego takes the Dodgers in five, and they move on. They knock the Dodgers out in five. They oh. they get the job done. Washington takes care of Cincinnati. We're going to have a San Diego and Washington NLCS. <laughs> Washington wins it in seven. You can't take down the champs that easy, but San Diego, what a run. Washington, get your spot in the in the in the World Series. Now moving over to the East, got Rays in Houston. Rays are getting their revenge against Houston. They're going to take those assholes down. Then we got the Yankees and Rays, what we should have gotten last year. Yankees take the Rays in five. Unfortunate, good wow. run. And then we got Oakland run. and Minnesota. Oakland and Minnesota on the other side. Oakland wins a playoff series pretty handily, three-one. Then we got Yankees in Oakland. And the Yankees will take that one in six. And we got Yankees and Nationals in the World Series. And I hate to say this, it pained me to pick my brain last night and see what I had here on paper. But the Evil Empire takes the World Series in seven games. And the Yankees will win the Asterisk World Series. But it's not an Asterisk this year. I, I, I keep going back and forth on it. It's going to be sweeter for a team to win the World Series this year. I'm saying this because... Baseball got taken away. We had it. We haven't seen sports in four months. You get training. You're you're back and forth. Players haven't had any time to, to prepare. And I think the team that wins it's going to cherish it the most because baseball has been it's been a struggle to get it back. And whoever wins it's going to going to you know really cherish it more than I think a regular season. But as of right now, I got the Yankees in uh, in seven against the Nationals. It's going to be and, and I could be completely wrong, but I, I just want to go something off the limb and. It's gonna be an odd. It's gonna be an odd season and, and something out of the blue. That's why I had the Padres going out to the the CS and who knows what we got going on here and we have a lot of a lot of shakeups. But you have any? Who? What's your? Uh, you got any predictions on your side? So I don't have a bracket filled out yet because I, I just always wait for the playoffs for that because it's I get it so wrong every year that it's just like I just don't like to see myself be wrong every year. But I, I we actually did end up with the same World Series, which is weird. Right. We we didn't even talk about this, yeah. But you know before, but I, I do have it the same World Series matchup as you do, because I mean that Nats pitching, they know how to win now. Uh, I think they can get there. Same thing with the Yankees. I think they have a chip on their shoulder too. Um, you know, everyone's saying, oh, you know, you're the one team with all these stars. A lot like the Dodgers. You know, you have all these stars, but you can't get to the World Series. And you know, if the Dodgers did have David Price. I think they would have kept advancing, but yeah, I mean, you, you get in these long series and you have two guys to throw out there. You get to starter three and you're like, oh shit, you know, mm-hmm. at least with Tanaka for the Yankees, he'll be fine by then. And playoff Tanaka is a different guy. You know, regular season, it depends on the start, but playoff Tanaka, he's there. Just look at the stats. Uh, but I have the same, I'll give you my playoff teams. I've got Yankees winning the East, Rays in second. I've got Twins winning the Central, White Sox in second, making the playoffs. Astros win the West, Astros miss. So I think it'll be White Sox, Rays, Rays win the wild card. Uh, and then it'll be Rays, Yankees, A's, and uh, Twins. I actually, I mean, if I'm picking right just off the top of my head, um, I don't know. I, I feel like the Twins would probably win that series just because their lineup is better. But you never know because Oakland's bullpen is better than than Minnesota's in the playoffs. The bullpen matters a lot, but what do you what do you think though of, of Buster Olney's Rays World Series prediction? And not just Buster Olney, but our boy uh, Adiel at Owl Radio also has the Rays winning the World Series. So you're a Rays fan. I mean, what do you think about that? 
yeah, I mean, as much as I would love to, like, I, I, I could have been, I could be biased and just put them, I could have put them down as the World Series champ, but I look at it fully, and the Yankees are, are, they just have a complete team right now, and obviously the Rays are built, they could, they're built for a 60 game season, just because they can platoon guys, their pitching's good enough to to win games, like they're built one of the best rotations in in, in all of baseball, and that can help them really get there, and I, I could really see them winning the World Series, but I've seen it year in and year out where you know. People are high on them. They're showing them a lot of love, and I—it's I, good to see them get get so much some some talk. But I just think realistically, the Yankees have a more complete team. They have a Garrett Cole that has shown he can win. He's so—he's just been dominant the last few years, and it's you can't hit him. And he's a guy who can really dominate a playoff series, change the outcome. Um, but yeah, I, would I love to see the Rays win the World Series? Of course. But do I see it happening? I'm on the fence. I just need to see the offense take the wheel and really show they can do what they did last year. If they left off, if they come back like they did last year and, and produce offensively, yes, I could see them making a really good run and, and potentially go into the world series and taking it all, but not yeah. a bad pick for sure. No, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, at least you're honest about it. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm just thinking about that world series in my head. If it's Yankees Nats, I mean, I don't even know who I would pick because I mean that Nats pitch The one thing about the Yankees they don't always do well against top-line starting pitching because Judge strikes out, Sanchez strikes out, Stanton strikes out. So there's a lot, you know, with Scherzer and Strasburg, they're just going to strike them out a lot. So, But when you're going one through nine and you have to get every single hitter out, it's going to be a tough task. And I think the Yankees' pen is probably better. Uh, it's going to be so tight, though. And, and you know— I know I'm going to get a lot of shit because if the Yankees do win the World Series, everyone's going to be like, oh, you know, asterisk World Series. You know, I'm, it's a win for me. I mean, it's it's like, cool, it's 28. I mean, if, if you're going to complain about one of our 28 championships, go right ahead. I mean, we won four out of five in the 90s. I was talking with Colby in the chat yesterday, and uh, he was trying to tell me that the uh, original championships for the Yankees in the uh, 20s, 30s, and 40s were invalid. Uh, which uh, I just laughed at. So, uh, but you know, it, it, they're not invalid, folks. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, the Yankees just best franchise ever. If you're going to complain about one of our rings, go right ahead. I mean, it won't really affect me personally. Uh, if we have a ring on our finger, that's okay with me. Um, but yeah, for those listening today, we're recording this on Monday, but opening day is tomorrow. Yankees, Nats, possible World Series preview. Cole against Scherzer on ESPN, and then I think it's Dodgers Giants at 10 o'clock. After that, so can't wait, man. 60 games are going to be glued to my TV. Uh, every day is a must-win. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun, especially you know seeing these NL lineups with DHs in them at their top potential. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So you gave me your AL MVP, by the way. Do you have an NL MVP? Um, NL, I have Acuna taking it. I Ooh. think he. he um, I, it's going to be close, uh, but I really think Braves fans are going to fall in love with Acuna this year. Uh, I, I think some are still on the fence with him, kind of <clears throat> loafing a little bit sometimes down first base, not you know going all out. But I really think he's going to have a really good year again, and I think he can. He's going to be the 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 game changer for Atlanta and really, really be a, a difference maker on the offensive side. And and his defense obviously has been lights out too. So I have him as my NL um, MVP as of right now. I've got Soto. I think Soto, yeah. because the thing with Acuna is the walks aren't there for him, but Soto already has that. So all of his stats just go up tremendously just from that. And yeah. other than that, though, they're the same hitter. 
It's just the on-base and, and all that stuff that Soto has over Acuna. But Acuna has the stolen bases, so that, that's an extra factor, too. Exactly, yeah. I mean, they're both the same player. Yes, yeah, I mean— in, in one category, they go one way or the other. But in the MVP voting, I've got uh, Acuna, Soto, and then uh, Bellinger in third. So it's I think it's going to be a three-horse race Yelich there. Too, dude. Yeah, I mean, so the NL, it could be really exciting, especially in 60 games. You're— a lot of guys are going to be in the running because you got to be getting out of the gate, like we've said, and uh, who knows who who takes it out. But uh, we got a lot of lot of a uh, lot of things to watch for in this in this short season. Like I said, it, it's it, it's almost a built-in playoff. Uh, Sixty games, every game matters. It's almost like you're playing a sixty-game playoff, and then once you get to the you get to the second stage of the playoffs, once you get to October. So I guess fans can look at it that way, saying every game's a must-win. It's it really is. So it's going to be fun to watch. If no one's into baseball, people are trying to get into baseball. I think now's the time. You're going to see some different angles, different perspectives. I think some guys might be mic'd up um, throughout the year, which I would love to see. Um, some guys on the mic throughout the game, see what's being said. Uh, it could be really, MLB could take advantage of this and make it make it what it is and kind of elevate their game a little bit. Yeah, I mean, one thing about baseball players, people don't realize they're they're probably the funniest athletes, like by far. I mean, like baseball humor is just a different type of thing, and it, it would be great if some of those guys, like just seeing Bryant and Rizzo in spring training, I mean, you can't get better than that shit. It was hilarious. Yeah, half the time though, like you know, playing the game, it's just there's a lot of downtime, so you're just kind of shooting the shit a little, like in the dugout especially. Guys are just messing with people and. I don't know. It's just a different kind of humor. Guys just get on. They bust each other's chops half the time. And it would be funny. It would just be cool to see that kind of dynamic. Because um, most guys see baseball players as, oh, they just want their money. And they're, they're, they're not playing very hard. It's like, let's see the other side. See what you know what they're like you know, outside of the game, outside of the lines a little bit. So if MLB did that, it would give fans a glimpse into you know how some of these guys are personality-wise that you may not see every day because not a lot of guys are outspoken trout trout's a perfect example he he's known for his play in the field but you don't really hear him talk much you know outside of outside of being in a press conference you don't hear what he says out on the side so guys like that superstar wise would be great to see mic'd up and hear what they got to say yeah for sure i mean so we're waiting for yankees Nats world series in october hopefully we get there no stoppages we're praying for 60 in a full postseason uh, but right now we're just super excited. Opening day tomorrow, um, and we're gonna have our normal pod with CJ probably coming out on Friday, so that we can watch those first games on Thursday, uh, and then have a pod on reviewing those games a little bit on Friday. Um, CJ will definitely be talking about La Liga uh, because they just finished up. Uh, do you know about uh, Premier League? Are they almost done too? Um, I haven't really been following it. Uh, to be honest, I, I've been kind of sidetracked i i haven't really gotten into the soccer a whole lot this year cj's more of on that i think they're wrapping it up here shortly but i have to confirm with cj or, or look up what's going on there but i know there's actually there was a few big games on this week uh we'll cover that on the pod here yep. coming up here shortly but uh, we'll tackle all that but we had sports week baby we got hockey exhibition games on thursday and baseball coming back thursday friday it's Training camps start next week uh, if it stays on track for NFL. So it's uh, an NBA right around the corner here, too. So we got a ton of stuff coming down our way. It's an exciting time. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, we've been, I can't believe we really did fill all this content from mid March to, you know, the end of July of no sports at all. You know, we did a lot of pods, kept the content coming in, 
And now the games are back. We're never going to not have things to talk about, especially with everything coming back at once. And uh, next pod, we'll go over the qualifying round games for the NHL and NBA. We'll talk about any NFL storylines. So that'll be when we talk about everything again. CJ will be there. And uh, I'm going golfing tomorrow. You're going today. Going for round three. So you said maybe around five or six rounds. I'll start maybe getting a hang of it. I started kind of changing my swing a little bit. I'm starting to lean on my front foot so that I land there. But uh, I'm hopefully get. I just need to get it in the air more, you know? Yeah, I, I say it's about six rounds. Six rounds is about the magic number. And then you start, you, you, you get a good, good feel for every club. And um, and then, yeah, you're, you're smooth sailing. So have a good round today. I mean, I'm, I'm going today and tomorrow. So we'll be, uh, we'll be cooking. I've been addicted to golf the last three, four weeks. I mean, actually, the whole quarantine, really. So I'm surprised I'm not on tour yet, to be honest. I haven't gotten a call yet. So <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. So, uh, yeah. That'll do it today for our East Playoff Region Preview and our Total Playoff Bracket Preview. Uh, we'll be back on Friday with a full pod with Steve, CJ, and I. Uh, you can listen to us on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, a bunch of other places as well. Um, and we will see you on Friday.